the episode that almost wasn't. What another wonderful week, how are we all? Plagued by technical issues, possibly sabotage. And this week we have got a doozy! Finally, the Trailer Island podcast tackles... Justice League. I just wanted to listen to it for a lot longer. Uh, now that it sounds good, this yes. Time. Hello, everyone. We're it back. Is the episode that almost wasn't. Oh, the there irony. Is something wrong with me. Oh no, we can actually hear what Steve actually sounds like. Oh, oh no, that's worse. I give this movie eight. Eight. <laughs> eight. Eight. Is that meant to be binary? Is it? <laughs> He's broken. He's broken? Yeah. Well, we knew that. <laughs> it's so good to be back after our little delay it is. there. We had a week's hiatus. If, you, if, if you've listened to a whole bunch of other episodes and you've got to this one, you're like, I didn't miss an episode. Well, in reality, <laughs> when in, in real-time world, yes, we did because we had, had some broken bits in, in the week that we tried to release And we do apologize because we were so excited to bring this one to, to you guys, so it's good that we Because we have had interaction from you. We did. We've it's got quite... voices from our yeah. audience tonight. And we're so grateful for that. We've got some really... Well, we've got loads, actually. So we it's, do. Uh, it's fantastic. Got, Thank you to everyone yeah. who sent stuff in. Audience participation. Yeah, we're all about that. Which is very important. And thank you so much to everyone who sent something in. In no time at all, you will hear your voices <laughs> and you will be saying things about how you feel about this film that we're going to do tonight, which is Justice League. Uh, pile of... No, no, it's, no, Steve, stop. It's Justice League. <laughs> We have to be ready. You, me, the others. There's an attack coming from far away. Not coming, Bruce. It's already here. He said the age of heroes would never come again. It has to. What are your superpowers again? I'm rich. It's good to see you playing well with others again. Just like a bat. I dig it. Maybe temporary. Yeah! Whenever Jason Momoa says, yeah! I've, mm, no, no, not into it. <laughs> not into it. Isn't that in most of his films? Uh, yeah! I do remember in Game of Thrones <laughs> when he was saying, yeah! Did he see that in Game of Thrones? Yeah, when he poured the gold over the guy's head. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. That is not this movie, is it? <laughs> When Game of Thrones was good. Mm. Anyway, let's not get it. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. We are, we're, yes, we are. this week we're talking about Justice League. It's a long overdue episode that we were going to do a long time ago, as in last week, <laughs> uh, chronologically. But yes, there were tragedies in the recording department. But here we are. We're back. We're, we're happening. We're doing things. And we're doing this because there was an announcement for a new version of this film to come out. So originally, yeah, yeah. this is the, a it's got quite a troubled production this movie and it's going to mm-hmm. take a little bit of explaining, but as sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I apologize. But, no, I'm used to it. It's fine. You may as well tell us what happens. <laughs> what what what's the backstory of this, Matthew? Oh, I feel really bad. <laughs> All right, I'll start and you can finish me can off. Can I cut and then I'll cut you off again? No, I'll start, you finish me off and we'll so go from there. So the Justice League yeah. is um <laughs> Dave! <laughs> 
So originally, Zack Snyder was on to make this movie, and he and he basically made the film. And they got to the edit, and he had to leave for personal reasons. There was a death in his family, and he's gone. No, hands off. You guys finish it. See my vision. Do it. Which I don't think has ever really happened in modern cinema. I can't think of it ever happening before. No, no, certainly not. Extraordinary circumstances. Not not for these reasons. Like sometimes directors pull out at the very last minute, and just for the sake of neatness, they keep they keep their name on the mm-hmm. film. But no, this is a very not peculiar, but um, outstanding perhaps set of circumstances that occurred to Zack Snyder. So so and the, and so the studio brought brought in Joss Whedon, yes, who has most recently directed a lot of Avengers work. Yeah. When, so you can sort of see the parallel come from Avengers across to DC mm-hmm. to do their superhero team-up movie with very very mixed results, yeah. shall we say. This Something mixed. really went wrong. Indeed. In this. This film is a little bit of a mess. So this film is, you could say, is perhaps number three in a franchise if you exclude Wonder Woman. I would have called it number film. two. Hey. That was a poop joke. <laughs> So, <laughs> sorry, Matt, your face <laughs> in that moment was like I have been looked at with disappointment in my life before <laughs> on multiple occasions, but the look you just gave Steve. You looked at me like my teachers. <laughs> I, I, I was a little disappointed. Um, forgot what I was saying. Oh, wait, no. I, Which number film is this, Matt? Yeah, so <laughs> this is... So if you want to say in terms of franchise, you can say this is film number three, following okay. on from Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. It mm. sort of follows on the story of those two films with Superman, played by Henry Cavill, and as introduced in Batman versus Superman, Batman, played by Ben Affleck. So, so good. There are those amongst us who really like Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, love the movies, love the story, love the trajectory. So when this film was announced as being the continuation of those of those stories, those characters, those themes in two parts as well. In in two parts as well originally, we were quite excited and the first trailer which I believe is a trailer that we played a little bit for you um earlier on is by all accounts when Zack Snyder was still yeah. on board. So that is Zack Snyder's version of the film in that trailer. And then as the other trailers came out and Zack Snyder had to leave, it was very obvious that things were changing. Um, styles were changing, kind of tones were changing throughout this movie and then the film actually comes out and we get this sort of hastily fixed in post Mm -hmm. overly colour corrected unfinished CGI mess that clearly is not the film that was originally planned to be released. Oh, it's jerry-rigged. It it feels so... It's like, duct taped. Oh, it's... if we can write a quick scene between two characters, that'll bridge us from here to here, and that means we can cut half an hour's worth of stuff. It, it it's a it's a, unfortunately a bit of a portrayal, I think, of the love that those fans amongst us of the previous two films had for this film and excitement. And it's like, really, this is what you you rushed it and just delay the movie and get it right. Because they, they, which they've ultimately done, because they're going to release a Snyder cut next yeah, year. Now. Because, yeah. but in in which is being released as the film as he originally intended, yeah, which is four hours, which long, is like I four hours long. So, which is why uh, we're talking about it today. So that's why yeah. we're talking about it today because we want to we want to talk about this film first, <laughs> so that we can look back on it when we're able to finally see the original cut as it yeah. was intended. And can I just say I'm so excited for the Snyder Cut because I, I have that same level of excitement for that that I had for this film 
originally before I saw it. So I'm quite keen to see. It's how- a good way to feel. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in in this case, they had they had wrapped production, hadn't yeah. they? Yeah, they, they had wrapped production. They were in the edit when they needed to switch out directors. But they did actually do lots of very hasty reshoots. There's a there's a subplot in this version of the film with a Russian family. Some so Zack Snyder has quite a presence on social media. He's very good at interacting with his fans over Twitter. And someone tweeted at him, um, what was the deal with the Russian family in Justice League? It seemed just tacked on. Like, what was your um, thing there? And his response was, what Russian family? They were, I, <laughs> that wasn't in my version of the film. So he had no idea that they'd added these elements to his, his movie. Um, he had no idea that this Russian family subplot had been added, which I find absolutely bizarre that... They've clearly gone sort of... Uh, yes, he was dealing with a lot of stuff at the time, but you think if they were going to change it that dra- dram- dramatically, they would have said, hey, we're going to do this. Is that cool? They, I feel like they actually kind of went behind his back on this a little bit. Uh, yeah, but at the same token, do you really want to disturb a grieving man? Who's, no, no, who's, of course you don't. sort of stepped away from the film. But my point is I think the, the studio, not to villainize them, took the opportunity of saying we can take control of this now. And they're definitely in damage control at that point as well because they had Wonder Woman come out earlier that year, which did really, really well it's with a, a lighter tone. And they were sort of seeking to sort of match what the, the Marvel MCU was trying to do at yeah. that stage. Actually, Steve, you mentioned to me earlier about in that trailer, there's a scene, I feel like we're free of spoilers here because he's in all the marketing for the Snyder Cut. Superman yeah. isn't dead. He comes back yeah. to life in this. Um, in the trailer, that that sequence is at nighttime. Yep. Or rather, I'll let you tell the story because you were the one that brought it up. The telltale sign is there's there's a scene in, in the trailer featuring Flash. You know, he's doing Flash movements. Uh, one of the early trailers, it's set at night. Obviously, when you know Snyder stepped away, Whedon came in and he um, he decided that this particular scene was going to be set at day now. So some of the some of the Whedon trailers now have this this flash scene where he's walking, running around in the daylight. Same shots, but Same just shots. Cu- color corrected. Yep, yeah, and it looks terrible. It does. Yeah, <laughs> they just rushed all of this stuff uh, just because they wanted to do nighttime, daytime, just- nighttime. Daytime, yeah, and and there's that and there's that scene in the film where Superman is brought back to life, and I think we all sort of like, okay, we know that he's he comes back in this film. Yeah. How are they going to handle that? Because how do you revive a you know particularly the strongest hero in the known comic universe? Well, he's really. referred a lot to in Snyder's previous two films is he's basically a god. Yeah. They put a lot of religious connotations on Superman. They deal with it like they zap him in a pool of water yeah, yeah. and he's like sort of like, I don't know who I am. I'm going to zap you all. And I think that also speaks to a lot of the disappointment from fans is there's um, sort of little threads of foreshadowing in the previous two films about dark Superman or, or Superman in the black suit when he's sort of not quite as well as he should be and he sort of goes on a bit of a revenge story for Lois Lane which I believe is originates in the comics. I just don't know why you kill um, off Superman in one film and then revive no, I, him I, literally, no, I but literally that, but, 90 minutes but later. But I think what Snyder was originally going to do is bring him back as this vengeful Superman and the Justice League have to team together to calm him down, basically. And in this film, he wakes up and he's a bit groggy, he needs a cup of coffee, and but he's fine. See, but you might be right in that regard. But this sort of boils down to the core question, will the Snyder Cut actually sort of be all right? Will it, <laughs> will it actually express the true vision of, of, of Zack Snyder's 
uh, Justice League. And if we're, we're talking about another subplot where Superman is evil, in addition to this whole plot about Steppenwolf trying to gather gather the mother boxes together to to unleash Darkseid. Yeah. Well, then it's starting to feel like Zack Snyder's cut's going to be super, super bloated. They've got to get the, the staff down to the Tesseract so that Thanos can come down mm-hmm. and yeah. destroy the... Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong film. That's the wrong film. I'm getting a bit sick of superhero <laughs> films. That's the worry as well with, with Snyder's potential cut being four hours long is that, you know, we, we talk down studio interventions in films, but I feel like... Ugh, a four-hour film with absolute free reign. It's going to be interesting to see what that looks like. That he's, is true. This would be his his two parts, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, I, that's my feeling is that he's because this is going to be on a, HBO Max, a streaming service. He won't have a cinema run or anything. Mm. And they've gone well. Seeing as people are going to be able to watch this at home, pause it, do whatever. Let's just get the full thing that was going to be two movies and just put them together as four hours and release that. So I was thinking about the the home release thing, and I've I'm going to put money on it being released in cinemas as well. There's going to be a, there's going to be a backflip in the next 12 months. I guess it depends on how COVID goes, doesn't yeah. it? And yeah, and HBO is going to go, you know what, we're going to release it on H- HBO Max, but we're also going to release it in cinema as well. Maybe a limited run in the cinema. Yep. I would love to see it in the cinema. I, think I, do, I don't mind long movies. I mean, you know, Lord of the Rings is great. Give that- me an intervention. Uh, intervention. Intermission, <laughs> especially on four hours. Like, I think we might need an intervention. <laughs> we're going to have to pick a good cinema for, with good seats to uh, get yeah. through four hours. That's true. I get through a lot of popcorn in four hours too. You, you yeah. could, yeah. Yeah. Now we asked our audience because oh, yeah. this film lovely, was kind audience. quite controversial when it came out. That much is clear. There so- was a lot of conversation <laughs> to be had, and kindly, a lot of you at home have sent us via rum bottles or whatever little audio mm. clippets. Didn't send us any food or any supplies. No, no, but no. It's all right. We got your opinions, so we we'll did. just eat those, I guess. So we're going to place our conch shells up to the <laughs> microphones to hear what you had to say. And first off the rank, uh, we've got Jesse and we've got James from the remote wonderland that is Port Augusta. Oh, hello they, there. Do they live in a Meowth balloon? What? That's a, that's a Pokemon reference. <laughs> oh. Okay. Is Pokemon, is that the thing that the kids do? Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. What's that got to do with Port Augusta? No, Jesse and James. Oh. oh yeah. Well, yeah. hello to you. <laughs> Yes, they do sing songs in unison quite a lot, I believe. Okay, take it away. Jesse, James. I liked the movie, but it wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be. And the villain was very uh, cliche for me, and I didn't yeah, really yeah. like the villain. True. But yeah, it was it was okay. Also true. Uh, James. <laughs> So Justice League was a movie that I really wanted to like. I was a little felt a little bit let down by it. There wasn't too much wrong with it. It was just it was very okay. It wasn't fantastic. That's also true. Justice think- League was a movie that you just sort of stop there. I, I also really wanted to like this though. Like I know where he's coming from. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. did. And and I think they're both right. And it's just no, it's everyone sort of like yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to like it as well, but everything kept me from doing that. Yeah, mainly your personality, I think. Now, <laughs> here's Casey with her opinion. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Thank you. Haven't seen Justice League for a little while, but do love a trash-tastic film. Mm. So while there are certainly parts about it that were pretty terrible, did actually find some parts quite fun. Look forward to seeing what you guys think. I think that's a fair point, actually, because uh, there are a lot of Nicolas Cage films that I love watching because they're so terrible. Yeah, but this isn't. I like. I wouldn't even watch this out of self hate. 
This is this is not is this is it, not the room. This is like this yeah. is something that I was. Know, I, I, is this not a film that you can get a few mates over, have a few beers, and just laugh at it? Is this is it not is it not working on that level for you? No one enjoyed making this film. <laughs> ben Affleck definitely didn't. He became an alcoholic, I think, during this. And I think there needs to be some level of joy behind the behind the camera before people mm. actually enjoy it at home. And like, even if it is a trash tastic film, I've just realised I should say allegedly. I don't know. Who, I don't know Ben Affleck personally. <laughs> um, I'm only saying that I heard someone say that there was a rumour that he may have become an alcoholic, but that I don't know if that's true. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to remove that because it seems valid enough. Oh, I don't want to so. get sued. <laughs> so that was Matthew who had that opinion. <laughs> Matthew's uh, opinions do not reflect that of Trey <laughs> Uh Here's Rowan from the wonderful city of Adelaide with his piece. Whilst I can see the effort is there with Justice League, like much of the DCU, there's just so much potential wasted with their final product. In a world where Marvel dominates cinemas and how we see superheroes, it's like comparing apples to sour, stale, and outdated oranges. (laughs) I just want to say that the fans weren't the sort of driving force between the comparison between Marvel and DC. It was DC that was driving that. That is true. They were definitely trying to say, hey, look, this is our version of Avengers. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Finally, we've got Hugh from over in Perth with his piece. Oh, it was Hugh. Take two, I guess. (laughs) Um, All right, that's always good. Uh, Overall, I liked the film because I really liked the characters and I really liked the actors, uh, particularly in these roles. It was very great casting for all of them. Probably more I would say I liked the potential of the characters and because I like mm-hmm. the idea of what they could have been and I had this affection for them, yeah. um, I was definitely willing to overlook the wasted opportunities I'm, um, that we see I'm with you there. Uh, in Justice League, I guess. Yeah, I, I reckon Warner Brothers would have done much better if all the characters and storylines sort of had their own film, I guess, if they... Yeah, if they utilised these characters and made their own standout films where every actor got the opportunity to develop each of their characters, you get to know who they are, what drives them, and you as a moviegoer have a much better bond with the actor who plays the character. (laughs) But unfortunately, that didn't exactly happen. But yeah, I'll always tell people and push that it's not as bad as it's been made out to seem. (laughs) So thank you. I love your podcast, and um, oh, thanks, Hugh. yeah, you can put that into every podcast from now on. Oh, we will. <laughs> Hugh is a very handsome man. <laughs> I have heard that too. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, he talks a lot about if, and it's a big thing with this movie is what could have been. But you can't. I don't know if you can say you like a movie because of its potential. I don't know if he said that he liked it, but I think he's saying that he wanted to like uh, it. Yeah, and I think that's how a lot of people would say. Yeah. Like Jesse and James, you know, at the very start, they're talking like, yeah, we wanted to enjoy it, um, but, you know. And then you've got other people who, like Casey, who is like, I, I, I enjoy watching the trash. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's know. a good point. Steve, you've got someone there. Yeah, I've got someone. Just, uh, he's just measured through on the text line. This is Zach from Adelaide. Uh, he says... The Justice League producers were going to pay Paramount Pictures $3 million so they could shave Henry Cavill's moustache for reshoots. Paramount Pictures refused. There is no justice. <laughs> That's fantastic. It, we haven't mentioned uh, the moustache yet. No. Um, oh. so, Do um, we want to? Oh. Yes. The yeah, moustache needs to be addressed because that was the thing that was talked about. 
I think instead time, of saying elephant in the room, we just need to say moustache in the room now. That's the new saying. Yeah, yeah the moustache um, in the room. So because uh, so we should say literally every single shot with Superman in this movie is from the reshoots. Um, well, uh, I am fairly sure it's every single shot because you can tell because of the CGI moustache. Uh, definitely, it, It's not a good look to have that shot first off the bat in the movie as no. well. No. So what happened is they finished filming. Zack Snyder finished filming. As we previously, previously discussed, change of director, reshoots, etc., but Henry Cavill, who plays Superman, had already started filming Mission Impossible. R- not Rogue Nation, Fallout. Fallout. Fallout Mission yeah. Impossible Fallout, in which he has beard and moustache. And Paramount would not let him shave that for the reshoots. So Warner Brothers have no choice but to use CGI to try and hide this facial hair. And it looks appallingly bad. Isn't that the bitchiest reason to hide it behind, though? Like, I, I would, I'd put good money on it being Henry Cavill not wanting to shave the beard and moustache and saying, hey, Paramount, can you just tell... Can you tell Warner Brothers? Oh, I can't really. I, I don't know. I don't know about mm-hmm. that. But anyway, point Alleg- is. Allegedly. 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 That was Steve with his opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, point, point is, um, you can sort of pick a lot of the reshoots because of this CGI. For a Hollywood release, big blockbuster, yeah. A grade, AAA, whatever, to have those amount of VFX flaws mm. within it. There would probably be deep fakes that look more realistic than the Henry Probably. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not all, It's not just limited to the, the moustache. There <laughs> is. The worst one if I may, yes. the worst one that still offends me as a, as a film lover to this day is there's a bit at the end of this movie where there's this fresh plant life growing after the big battle and they want this little fern thing to grow and instead of doing this, you know, cool CG thing where like maybe all the leaves unfurl and, and all that and it grows before your eyes, it's literally just a JPEG image yeah, yeah. that's one size and just gets bigger without any kind of extra animation on it whatsoever. It looks terrible, and it's like front and centre as well. And, and another another sign of lazy filmmaking as well is there's a shot with... What's Bruce's... Jeremy Irons. Alfred. Jeremy Alfred. Irons. Alfred with Jeremy... as Jer- Alfred as Jeremy Irons? <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Irons as Alfred. And they're in the Batcave, and they're doing all this cool tech stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, look it's a broody yeah, with yeah. my computers. Yeah, computers and stuff. Batfleck. <laughs> and... I drink it, whiskey. There's a shot of Jeremy Irons, and it's literally just a reverse shot. He was looking at the wrong thing at the wrong time, and instead of going, hang on, let's just get that shot right, in the edit they've gone, someone, I can tell you, on every bit of professional software, you can right-click on a clip and hit reverse. (laughs) And that is what they have done. And I was watching, I was like, did I I just, like, did I see that happen? Mm. And I'm rewound. And so you saw it the correct way. I saw it the correct way, and I'm like, "That looked right." And then I was like, (laughs) "Then I watched it in, you know, in normal time." And I was like, "They've reversed that shot because you can see he's blinking wrong." Yeah, yeah. They might have got away with it, but he blinks in the shot, and you can look at it, and you know, as a human, it's like. That does not look right. Why don't no, they just, just CGI the his eye- blinks? That's- Why don't they just CGI his eyelids so he doesn't blink? Possibly. That uh, might have worked too. It's just, oh, like, oh uh, man. And then like There's a lot of that in this movie. And and it really feels like two separate films at times. Like yeah. the scenes between like the first couple of scenes with Oh, Bill Dench. Bill, like, Bill that character that whole scene was like, okay, cool. And then they That's cut my to- favorite part of the movie though. Because okay. that's that's Batman being Batman. That's true. He's investigating and doing yeah. stuff. He's doing and, the Batmaning. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And then it cuts to daylight, wondery, sunny beaches and stuff on Wonder Woman world. I was like, this it honestly feels like two films. You yeah. can tell, like, I, I reckon <clears throat> you can tell where Snyder stops and where Whedon begins on this sort of thing. 
Oh, it's night and day. Yeah. yeah quite yeah. quite literally. Quite, yeah. In places, quite literally night and day. So, um, like, yeah, the Batman stuff at the start, and then I reckon, like, uh, Bruce Wayne going to visit Aquaman, I think all that sort of stuff, it, it was definitely, like, storyboarded and planned out and shot for this movie. Yeah. But I reckon there's probably, like, 60% of the rest of the film is just yeah. jerry-rigged. And you can't, you can't... You can't jerry rig a a two hundred million dollar film oh, like so, this. So oh, that's yeah. a lot of money. It would have been expensive. You can do that on like uh, on an indie film. That's fine. It gives it a little bit more character, a bit more flavor. But you can't do it on this sort of thing because Scares it looks me. cheap. It looks it looks looks tacky. It looks ugly. Um, did you have anyone else that wrote in to you, Steve? No, I don't have any more friends on the text line. Uh, I've got a couple here, actually. Um, I've got uh, this first one here from uh, Lee, who is in Adelaide. Hello, Lee. Lee says, I unfortunately needed toothpicks and a strong whiskey to complete my screening of Justice League. I found it difficult to care about the story and found the introduction of The Flash and Cyborg rushed and uninspired. I'll admit I have never been a diehard DC fan, so that may have contributed to my dislike of the bland and forgetful villain. To top this all off, I needed two headache tablets to cope with the harsh and ugly visuals during almost all of the fight scenes. Think I'm more of an Avengers guy. Now, Lee is actually someone I actually went to watch this film with, so I, I sort of <laughs> experienced that all happening in real time. With the toothpicks for his eyes? Yeah, I think that's a clockwork oh, orange kind of thing okay. there. But like, he's got a good point. Like The, the, the CGI that they've sort of like try to comb over this film with is ugly and and not very nice and to that effect i've got what i have to admit i was blown away by this from brendan uh, also in adelaide who's written me an 800 plus essay here on on the movie and i've i've perused it and it's absolutely it's a great essay it kind of puts our podcast to shame to be honest but um i was going so i I can't read the whole thing unfortunately brendan so i I really we all really appreciate the fact that you put so much thought into this because I know that you um, were a huge fan of Batman vs. Superman, the film before this. And it's better written um, than this film as well. This this <laughs> this puts the writing in Justice League to shame. So, Brendan, maybe you need to contact Warner Brothers and maybe get some something happening there. And the writing in Batman yeah. v Superman as well. No, that is a good movie. Bat v Supes is the extended edition, which I will force Save you to watch. Arthur. I have it on multiple Save copies. It's, it's a really, really good movie. And I, it's great. So, shush. Do you remember Lois um, Lane in that movie? All right, so Alex, um, <laughs> now um, you were saying to me earlier because I, I really appreciate how much effort went into this, and we can publish. Yeah, Brendan's so essay. If, if you are looking at this on your podcast app or however you're looking at this, you can click on the show notes section of this episode, and we will put the entire essay there if you wish to have a read. So pop into the show notes, which on every episode we put in little bits of information about the episode. Uh, be sure to check that out and, yeah, we'll put the whole thing there. But in the meantime, we shall I, keep it brief. Yes, I'll keep it brief. Again, not to – hopefully this doesn't um, offend you, Brennan, that I'm sort of cutting bits out. But um, basically, from what I can surmi- surmise from from this <laughs> – it's, it really feels like a novel. Brendan, Brendan was quite keen, quite keen for this movie. He's definitely more of a Marvel man, I, I think is fair to say. And he's sort of he's definitely touching on what we said, like the Viet, um, the special effects, and just the sort of dodgy connective tissue that they've introduced to this to sort of bridge stuff together doesn't work. Um, he's highlighted the performances, especially of Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill, as being superb, and they're great actors in these parts. This film does not do them, no pun intended, any justice. And uh, he he says that Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot, Gadot, yeah. Gal Gadot, who plays Wonder Woman, is a breath of fresh air into this ensemble of characters. But he feels that she suffers from a lack of depth in this movie, which is interesting because um, following on from uh, Wonder Woman, they had her in a pretty good spot, really. She yeah, was they definitely did, yeah. 
Um, but having said that, she doesn't do much in this movie, does Squandered she? Squandered opportunity. Yeah, so I, I'd have to agree with um, with Brendan there. And, and he goes on to um, have further examples of dodgy CGI, especially around Cyborg, his sort of metallic kind of stuff they've added to that. Was Cyborg in this film? Cyborg is apparently in this movie. But he finishes up with, uh, it's not to say the movie uh, wasn't unenjoyable. In fact, it was a, it's a fun movie to watch. Most of the action felt well choreographed and lived up to the character's strengths while remaining fresh and interesting. And Justice League, despite its dark and gritty tones, uh, delivered some well-timed humour and fun visuals. So he actually appreciates the lightning of this movie. Probably the only person <laughs> we've had who appreciates the, the added jokes there. So he's, yeah, he's, he's got an, an issue of the style, which is not surprising considering what's happened to this movie in post and all of that. He's given it two green frogs. Two out green of, frogs. Yeah. Out of five, I take it. Because well, two out what, of five and two out of ten are two well, very different Well, we always things. do out of five, so I will presume it's oh, out of five like we lovely. do. This is okay. one of the weaker entries, he says. Two out of, two out of yeah, two <laughs> green frogs. And he says, a, he says a lovely thank you to the three of us. Oh, well, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, yes, you can check out the show notes for Brendan's entire I would rec- it's, it's actually really well written, so I'd recommend it. Maybe I'll put it up on the Facebook page as well. Yeah, let's do that. That'd be and great. Say, here is an entire response. And um, to, to everyone who sent stuff to us, thank you yes. so much. That was really <laughs> fantastic. It's really good. Now, Batman v Superman extended cut is oh, so worth good. watching. Steve, you hate that film. <laughs> I don't know why. like Jeremy Irons. Those films really... I, I think that those films did a wonderful job of setting up what we were hoping to get. Oh, absolutely. That's like, why I was no. so hyped for it. And it was such a disappointment. Wonder Woman's first appearance in Batman v Superman, I thought was just... One of the coolest oh, things. I know I've you ever love seen. her theme song, which is great. The her theme, theme song. Music, they yeah. absolutely bugger it up in the Wonder Woman film. <laughs> it's not used in Justice League. I don't think uh, it was when used she appears for the first time. Briefly. Didn't they? Didn't they change the composer? Yeah, for this yeah. we we haven't mentioned that. Um, originally, Junkie XL, who did Bat v Soups with Hans Zimmer, and also has done Fu- Mad Max Fury Road. Oh. Great, great composer. He's oh, got that yes. kind of big sound. Yeah. So he'd done all the themes for Wonder Woman, and he didn't. He did the themes for Batman, whereas um, Hans Zimmer did the themes for Superman. And in this film, Joss Whedon has decided that he doesn't like the work that's been established in the previous yeah. two films by these two excellent composers. Fires Junkie XL, gets rid of his score entirely, and brings in Danny Elfman, who, in his own right, is an ex- excellent composer. Not quite right for this film, though. But he does. He ignores the themes that have been set up before these iterations of these characters and drags in, you know, however good it is, drags in John Williams' Superman theme and his own Batman theme. Yeah, I thought that was a little self-serving. They're great themes, but they don't work for this version of the the characters. It felt weird going, wait, why am I listening to Tim Burton's Batman theme all of a sudden? It doesn't (laughs) doesn't work, does it? So, yeah, so um, Junkie XL's score is going to be restored. I just just did like a gang hand movement there. I don't know why. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Just thought everyone needed to know that that just happened by mistake. Um, Junkie XL really does lend itself to a game. It does. I think that's what I did. I just yeah. did like a yo kind of hand sign as yeah. I said that. <laughs> if you're ever in a street gang, I want no part of it. I wouldn't last long, that's for sure. Um, he, Junkie XL is coming back to do the score for the Snyder Cup, which is great. Okay. That's great news. Great news. That's, that's good to know. I mean, I don't know what else we can really say about this film. I, I would say that I think... Uh, apart from this feeling like a jerry-rigged sort of film, I think it's a lot of the moments in this film are just unearned. Really unearned. It, it's rushed. It's a rushed movie. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. and, and therefore, these things don't have time to play out very uh, nat- well at all, naturally. To be fair, Zack Snyder's not known for his subtlety mm-hmm. as well. So I'm not saying that's going to improve in his version of the film. He does like his big imagery. 
his big cinematic moments um, and sometimes they especially perhaps in Man of Steel, they sometimes feel a little unearned. Yeah. But having said that, it's a film, suspend your disbelief, it's a superhero movie, you know, I mean, what? how much realism do you really want? The most dramatic part is when the guy kicks over the oranges at the start in slow-mo. <laughs> it is a, it's a very strange slow-motion oh, yeah. hero shot during the title sequence. <laughs> I forget what the song is. There's this, like, really sort of, not metal, but dramatic cover of this song and some oranges get knocked over. And it's a slow motion shot of these oranges. It reminded me of like a kid who got his first GoPro and he's like, oh, this will be cool. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Yeah. So again, that's why I'm a little bit in, interested to see how this Snyder Cut eventuates with Absolutely. minimal studio interference. I Everything in slow-mo. I genuinely don't think there's a good movie at the core of this, of this film. I, I don't know what Zack Snyder can offer me that's going to redeem it. I think there is a good movie here, and I'm I'm I have a again I'm I'm already on side because of Batman versus Superman, especially the extended cut, which is well worth seeing. I, I'm very keen to sit down for four hours of Zack Snyder goodness, have a few whiskeys. It'll be great. I think if you want to, you need to be drunk to watch it. <laughs> if you haven't seen a Zack Snyder film before. There are some good examples that are really he really he really ramps up his oh, style yeah. of filmmaking. Watchmen is one of the uh, films. Three hundred. Unfortunately, 300. that just coincidentally really works in terms of Watchmen. Like it, it does. Oh yeah, Watchmen is a phenomenal film. Yeah. But they also had phenomenal resource material yeah. to go with that, which they adapt beautifully. Some of it's shot um, panel like shot by shot for the comic panels, I believe. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's yeah pretty absolutely. cool. That's really in cool. In this case it's kind of it's definitely not that. So it's going to be very interesting to see Martha. how this event. We got we, uh, what are we going to rate this out of? I forget what we said last week before it corrupted, so I guess we can think of a new one. Kryptonite hmm. pineapples? Uh Superman corpses. Bloated Superman corpses. <laughs> like, well, like when the guy washes up yeah. and cast away. Yeah. And then we can bury him, find the photo of his family, steal his wallet, steal his shoes. Mm-hmm. What yeah. about crusty scripts? What are they crusty I... from? <laughs> well, Just... seawater, surely. Uh... We're on an island, Steve. <clears throat> I'm thinking scripts that have been, I don't know, damaged somehow, something like that. I don't know. Actually, before we get to our rating, yeah, um, I think we have to apologise to the time tug captain. No, we don't. We can move on. Because it's like, I'm sorry. Uh, this uh, mate, hang on, on. What, 2017? Oh, oh. No, mate, we don't need you. Sorry. We've, done we've already got one. I'm transporting. Oh, no, he's here. here. Sorry. Oh, sorry, no. time tug captain. We were meant to bring you on earlier, but... um. So can we use it for a film that's like only three years old? I'm yes. in for the dentist. Oh, you, you need a plastic surgeon, mate. Not a dentist. <laughs> I'll leave the time tug captain alone. Why does he never talk to me? I don't know. That's He's weird. He must just not some, like you. Uh, some weird thing I about wish he, I wish he face. wouldn't talk to me. This is technically a time tug, yes. <sighs> Justice League has now been tugged. All right. Allegedly. Allegedly tugged. Allegedly. <laughs> My word. Uh, now we have... A, uh, what are we doing? <laughs> I, I like, I like crust, crusty scripts. Crusty scripts. Which is actually a lot harder to say than I thought it would be. <laughs> I can do my rating really sensual tonight. Crusty scripts is quite the sensual phrase. Oh, no. Can I do mine first, please? Please, go ahead. All right. So, um, as we've already discussed, uh, my hype for this movie was actually really high. Um, and I sort of knew there were rumblings of discomfort when the trailers had started changing tone and, and obviously the internet was awash with all these rumours of what was going on in post and everything. Um, 
So I was I was very disappointed when I did see this this movie. It was not what I had hoped it would be. Silver Lining is the Snyder Cut is coming, and I truly believe that that will be fantastic when it's out. Um, but this current version of the film, for the reasons we've discussed, I'm going to give a three. Ugh. This film is a a mess. It is a genuine. It's 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 not even charmingly bad. It it is just. It's lazy. It's 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 annoying. It's annoying. We have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> no, I genuinely see like it, it. It's it, this is this is a two hundred million dollar film, and they couldn't they couldn't spring for like another fifty million to actually go out there and delay the film six months, get some actual decent reshoots done, and actually spend some quality time just improving it and making sure they had the shots for it to be a, a solid movie. No one seemed to want to be there. Yeah. This is definitely a half a script. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, without a doubt. Half a script. That's it. So your rating? Yeah. Is oh, half it's a script. Oh, 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 oh right. your rating was in there. Oh, I see. How's yeah. half? half? It's, it's a half with <gasps> half. script. Wow, that is, that's is—that's got to be the lowest score we've had. Wow. Both literally and metaphorically, yeah. li- half a script. You confused me with that one. Wow, that's that's good. I like what you did there. I don't like the rating, but I like what you did with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is That is... That is certainly an indictment. Mm. Alex, uh, what do you think? I'm at two and a half. Okay. Do they, they, does it even deserve that though? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just. Jeremy Irons is good. Yes, Jeremy Irons. I love Batman, um, Ben Affleck as Batman. Are you going to say Batflick? I was. I we love can, Batflick. We, we can say Batflick. That's okay. He, I, I just really enjoy him as a Batman character. But you can just tell that just. Things were not gelling for anyone in this film. There is nothing about this film that meshes together to no. go, I really enjoy that. And I feel like maybe I'll watch... No, nah, I'm not going to watch it again. <laughs> Simple as that. Mm-hmm. But I am excited for the recut that comes out. But maybe, you know, am I going to be t- have too much expectation and be like, oh, well, I'm let down again? No, you know? no, because I think it will be four hours of bliss. I'm preparing for the letdown, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm... Pleasantly surprised. Mm. I think that's the best we can hope for is being pleasantly surprised. That'd make a change. So, you know, couldn't A little hurt. bit more Ray Fisher, a little bit more Henry Cavill, a little bit more Ben Affleck just, like, acting oh, yeah. Yeah. well, I think. Doing Ben Affleck things on film. Because he gives it his all in Bat V Soups, and in this he just phones it in. I mean, what's that? That's six out of 15, so that's certainly... More like us. sucks out of 15. <laughs> Oh, I'm really sorry, listeners. I've, I've not been on fire tonight. I think the sunstroke is getting to you, Steve. And it's sunstroke allowed to- gives me hate. Gives me hate. Thank you, everyone, so much for joining us uh, for, for this podcast. On Thank you for your patience as well. We, we were a week mm-hmm. behind on this one, and we, we appreciate the fact that um, you were forgiving on that. The episode that almost wasn't is now existing, which is so good. And we you, you're you all sent in your thoughts mm-hmm. on the film. Appreciate it. Which we really appreciate. And we wouldn't do this podcast without you, so we really thank you for listening in. If you've never heard of us before, and this is the first episode you've listened to, there's a bunch more you can listen to. Mm. So some of them better than this one, I would su- su- suggest, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. We'll let them be the judge. No, this yes. is fantastic, guys. Pump us up. Yeah, that's it. It was. We love having you as our audience, and we really appreciate it. Uh, head to Facebook or at the website or whatever to send us a comment, send us a film idea, mm. send us a time tug suggestion, whatever you want to do. We really appreciate it. So tonight, I've been Alex. I've been joined by... Uh, Steve being replaced by 
Matthew. <laughs> and we've been the Trail Island Podcast. Good night. Goodbye, everybody. Enjoy our CGI moustaches. This is a Narrative Network podcast.